Welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we help people replace a mind of uncertainty with a mind of knowledge, where we ask people to make their choices on facts and not on beliefs. And we are continuing our conversation with our good friend Katie, who describes her preparation, training, and participation in the Athena Project, which consisted of a 45-mile hike up Mount Zion and her bonding with other cancer survivor. And Katie, now that you have rebooted yourself <laughs> and re-energized yourself and refocused, I want to hear more about, and I'm sure our listeners would like to hear more about this 45-mile hike. Actually, um, the organization that I, I hooked up with was uh, the Project Athena uh, Foundation. And I had a friend who had been through cancer, had introduced me to it. And what they do is they help individuals such as myself who are going through some sort of health um, issue <laughs> um, go on these amazing hikes. And they do various locations throughout the United States, like Florida. Um, they do one of the, yeah, in the Keys in Florida, there's, you know, the Zion, there's, uh, the Grand Canyon. Um, there's a few places just throughout the U S where you go on these adventures and they pay for you to go. And you just kind of feel like, you know, you're reclaiming part of your badassery. I like that term. So tell us more about the, the Athena project. Uh, it's great. Like they, so the, the, with my group, there was, um, I think there were six, um, they call them Athenas or Zeus's and they are like, we've, we feel very special. They make us feel very special. We get a different color shirt and the rest of the group all fundraised to go on, on these particular hikes. And part of their fundraising goes to covering our expenses. Ah. So we get to go on this amazing adventure, um, for free, which is just super cool. And, um, they offer, you know, they have a training plan for us. We get a coach, you know, we get a, we get a, a little group, like a Facebook group. <laughs> tell us about the train. Tell us about the application process. It was, um, so for me, it was, you know, filled it out, like tell me, explain like what your health setback was, um, you know, what you like to do a little bit about yourself. And then it was a phone call. It was an interview, um, I actually took it well one evening I was working the pens game and I got the call, um, for the interview and just kind of getting to know you. And, um, they were, I, you know, I was very excited <laughs> as I am. And they're like, we like your attitude. And they were like, we're, we're going to bring you on for Zion. And, um, I was like, yes, it was. And it, it, this whole thing was really hilarious because when I first told my family I was doing this, they were like, okay, she's not really going to do this. And then it was like, oh no, she's going to do this. Can she do that? <laughs> like there were, my mom went through a lot of stages of wow. like, oh boy. <laughs> oh, you're going to do this really. <laughs> so tell us about the training. It was uh, five to six days a week of very strenuous training. Um, like hour, like we had to do hours on the, walking up and down stairs with our pack or, you know, we we're hiking for six, seven, eight hours or oh. uh, yeah, it was wild or, you know, kind of working into that. And there's also some other, you know, we're strengthening our ankles and jumping rope. And I was at that point, it was really funny because a bulk of this training came when I was traveling and doing photography. Oh. So there were points where trying to find like, well, uh, I got to use the stairs of this hotel for the next how many hours up and down the stairs. So this was a training regimen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we it was outlined. Oh yeah, great. Thankfully, because I am 
I'm very good if you tell me how to do things. Like if you're coaching me and you're like, I need you to do like sprints or whatever, I'm all in. If you were like, uh, maybe you should just, uh, I should just go run. I'm like, I don't understand why am I running? Like I, I work much better with a coach. So you can follow good orderly direction. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about your coach. Oh, um, so we, we had a diff- couple different coaches um, on this and our last one was, uh, his name was Eric and he was just making sure checking in with us uh, because we were tracking our workouts. I used an Apple watch, um, to track my workout and it would upload. We were using a specific program and it would upload my information. I would start the workout and then he would know like how long it took me to, or how many calories, you know, not calories, but like how many, um, like how hard I was working at it with looking at my heart rate, um, and like making sure that we were completing the workouts that were assigned to us. I'm assuming that you would have had to have a physical a good bill of health before you started this yes my oncologist had to sign off on this and she was like you can do it i was like thank you okay so you were tell us about some of the members you you hiked with a group yeah it was great it was um all so supportive all all they love talking to us and hearing our stories and because not all of them were necessarily um connected to somebody who's who it was interesting because most of our, like the, the Athenas were breast cancer mm-hmm. and, and another kind, a couple other kinds of cancers, um, in our group. And they, so they were interested in our stories and learning more about us. You had a guide? Yes. We had a couple, like a couple folks that went with us. They were in, you know, in the front and the back making sure. So we weren't, you know, they were, they knew how, what point we had to be at what location and what, you know, how, what kind of pace we had to be on. And they were very experienced, like when we needed to take a break to eat. So how long how long was the hike? We started each day. Um, we ate breakfast at 1.30 in the morning. Uh, 2 a.m. we were on the vans. We started the hike each day at 3.30 in the morning. Day one was 3.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. And day two was 3.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. And you camped? We had a place to stay in between that had, it was like uh, glamping. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So we had real showers and toilets. Yeah, so tell us some of the stories of other people. Tell me of some of the things that you shared because it's the singleness of your purpose that bound you together. Yeah, it was, I honestly, I when I went into it, I wasn't sure, you know, I was like, oh, okay, I'm sure I'll make friends. This will be okay. And the way we bonded from the minute we all started hanging out was great. And just like the, the support and um, just, you know, us being able to tell our stories and have folks genuinely listening uh, was amazing. And, you know, we were cheering each other on because some of us, you know, not everybody did as well. Maybe they, they ended up with some pain in their knees because it's it's no matter what, how you train, <laughs> it's nothing like being out there. And, it's, you know, so it's, you know, cheering each other and like working each other through it. So you would all share it in a common peril. Yeah. And, um, show and tell. Yes. I do that. So one of the cool things I thought that we they did was each day you'd get a carabiner and on your carabiner is the name of a couple other folks who run the trip. Oh. And I have Sherry and then the first day and Cheryl was my second day. Yeah. So essentially you're kind of carrying each other with you. And you know like, like I still can carry them with me now and so it's not just about you. It's you know the whole group and um, so, you, you know, this is, I thought this was one of the coolest takeaways from it wow. was that. <laughs> Let's see my leaves. We got, at the end, we got leaves for 
that we I've completed. Seen it. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> wow. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought you'd appreciate that. And then we get um, you get these necklaces, and it says um, like Zion on the back of it. Yeah. And uh, each time you complete one of these hikes, you get another one of these neat little necklaces. So you can do this again in the future. Yes. So it won't be covered this time because no. um, you get to do it once like that. And um, but I already signed up. <laughs> okay. For Sedona. It's a 50 plus mile hike over two days in Sedona. Wow. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, so I'll have to fundraise for that one. But I think I could do it. And uh, <laughs> training will begin. Oh, gosh. I think not probably right after the first year, if not next couple, maybe is December. Planned, <laughs> is it planned for a specific time? Date? Yes. I think it's May. It's like the third week or it's like around the 20 something in May. So, yeah, we will probably start training in December. If not. So you're, you're fundraising. Do you have a GoFundMe? A uh... they give you um a fun. We'll have a fundraising like page on uh, their website that they'll set up, so I can start raising money to uh, do this. Well, please let us know about that so we can put a link up on our website. I appreciate that. Thank oh, you. Ab- absolutely. Yes, you're you're one of our uh, special people, Katie. Yay! So for those who maybe have been just recently diagnosed with cancer, what would be your suggestion to them to do first? I think one of your first things when you're diagnosed, especially for the first time, you're like, oh boy, um, it's take a second to breathe. It's overwhelming. It's we're, we're all like that. We like, I feel like I, I feel like I look like an expert at this point because (laughs) I've just been through so much and you come out of it and you're like, Oh, look, she looks fine. She's doing all these things. And you know, you go back to normal and everything's cool. And it's like, no, no, this is, this is just the outside view. It's, there's a lot of work behind the scenes and a lot of work from day one and just, it's okay. Be gentle with yourself. (laughs) Well, you've heard of the term 20 year overnight success. Mm Mm-hmm. And after they sit back, take a breath, and deal with what's right in front of them, where do they go next? I think it's if you if it's available, finding a support group. I, I was very hesitant to join a support group because I was like, oh, I don't want to talk to other people who are dealing with this. I can, you know, I want to kind of just stay in my world and keep, you know, my little tight circle. Of, and I think. But once you once I joined it as support groups, because it doesn't necessarily have to be just one. You can right. do more than one if you find you fit in multiples because you get different things from different groups. But I think the support and just having people who really get it is huge in this. What do you suggest to people who will be dealing with the uncertainty, dealing with depression, dealing with anxiety, dealing with apprehension? I th- don't hesitate to tell your um, your doctors. I think that's a big thing too, is because we don't want to. Um, it's it's you do it's it's this weird game where you're like kind of like on a line of like I don't want people to be worried about me that I'm going to self harm or you know that I'm I such a bleak outlook on life, but. But like you also don't want to not tell people. So you like kind of figure out you're like, okay, I don't want to look this like this way, but I don't, you know, I need to tell somebody, but like your, your doctors know, and this is, you're not the first patient and they understand. What would your suggestions be to loved ones of a cancer 
diagnosed individual, how they can encourage them and support without being smothering. I think when you, like your friends and family, I think a big thing for me is just being there. And like that was different for different friends. Like I had the certain group of friends that was were sending me funny videos every day or gifts like that. That was what they did. I had friends that took me to get coffee or for lunch or I had friends who would send me, you know, food gift cards like and but and then I had friends that I, I knew I could vet to and no one no one tried to be everything if that makes sense and and I think that was so important it was like okay this is what I do I got this and like everybody had their little their roles and I think that was important and not it being understand I think like friends and family also being understanding that like if you don't hear from me it's nothing personal Mm. <laughs> it could be like I'm really bad at getting back back to folks, especially with like so so much going sure. on. And you're like, oh shoot! And like I could not talk to people for months and be like, I'm so sorry, I didn't even notice you messaged me. I'm you know, yeah. especially like on Facebook Messenger or something. And they're like, it's okay. And I'm like, oh thank you, because yes. like that makes nothing makes me feel worse than someone reaching out and me not knowing. So how did you deal with that concern of your mother's? <laughs> <laughs> with a hike or overall <laughs> overall from the beginning <laughs> from the beginning um it was rough because the particular situation was when my my mom was diagnosed in march of 2019 and i was her caregiver mm -hmm. and then when tables you know when it turned and it was my turn um she wasn't able to be there in the capacity she wanted to be in because my mom is a pediatric er nurse uh -huh. And at the point where I started chemo and I got sick was when COVID kicked in and I couldn't see her because I knew there was a risk and she knew there was a risk and, and we, and it was so hard for her. Like it was so, so hard for her. And I, I could, I knew, and she was just trying to be there for me without physically being there and wanting to take care of me. Um, you know, a lot of reassuring that I was okay and things were okay and a lot of check-ins and um, just trying my best to let her know that I was going to be okay. And I was like, you did this. I'm going to do it too. <laughs> well, keeping your mother, keeping a loved one informed and having them have a mind of knowledge. Yeah. She knew um, what I was dealing with from her firsthand experience. And I think that made it worse because she knew how bad it was. Like she actually knew. So how do you think that the attitude of gratitude uh, shaped your recovery? I think the, <laughs> I think it really was just like, it made it easier for me in that I was, I knew that the support was, it wasn't, it wasn't a guarantee, but I was, I was receiving it and it was great and I was grateful for it. So what we're going to do is hopefully we'll get the, link to uh, fundraise for you we'd like to get a link to the athena oh yeah absolutely. foundation so what we try to do is provide resources to people because most people they don't know that these i had no idea these things existed oh i didn't know before either and it's there's numerous how was how was it brought to your attention katie with the, um, I had a friend that had done it and um, had mentioned it and I was like, ooh, and then I, I bookmarked it because yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to do this in the future when I feel like I can do it. Okay. So if there's a parting message that you'd like to 
give to our audience, our listeners, what would it be, Katie? Gosh, I would say just be, going back to your kindness, being kind and being kind to one another and being patient because you don't know what somebody else is going through and you don't know when you're going to be in the situation that they're in. Absolutely. And with that, we'll give our free prescription at the end of every podcast, fruits, nuts, and vegetables, unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste, my friends. If you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait.